Hey, what's up, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Sincerely Lee and Ray. I am LaDerek Rael. I'm Aaliyah. And today we're going to be talking about bagels. Yes, this is our relationship check-in. So, but before we start, we're going to feature a wine. So today we're drinking Menage Trois Silk. I never had it. LaDerek suggested it, so... I bet it's nasty though. Let's, you drunk. let's see, let's see. It's bitter, y'all. So <laughs> I don't like bitter wine, but I gotta drink it now because we done bought it. But so, what's your relationship status, Ladir? I am married. I've been married for three years. Three years. Oh my goodness, yes. that's a yes. lifetime. I feel mm-hmm. like it. Doesn't it? <laughs> His husband is also here, but you guys, you might see him next week. You know, I'm single. You know, who said that? Jesus. Oh, and the disciples, I mm-hmm. guess, because all of them. Mm. <laughs> I think I, I think I'm kind of ready to mingle, but I'm trying to mingle with the right person. Uh uh-uh. uh. Trying to mingle with the right person, um, but yeah, I'm single right now. So, what made you want to get married? Um, I don't know. It was a lot of things that made me want to get married. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I had that feeling that I knew that okay, this is the person. He's a lot, but this is the person. And then it just felt right. So. That's good. I mean, I don't know what else to say about that. That's a good answer. Not because he's sitting across from me. I'm not scared because he knows. (laughs) 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 Well, I'm single because I recently got out of a off and on relationship. Oh, that was like eight years of off and on like literally off for like six years and then somehow we got back on but it's off off um and I'm happily single I'm not upset about being single at all um but yeah I'm single because I think I'm single because I'm actually I'm scared I'm kind of scared to be in a relationship I'm scared to give myself to somebody again and to I'm scared to be in love because love is a lot, y'all. Like, like I feel I'm happy for other people that are in love. Like, I'm genuinely like happy that my friend has been married for three years. Like, I'm happy for other people that are in relationships. But for me, I'm just I'm terrified of giving myself to somebody again and then I just get screwed over again. Like, I'm terrified. With Straight you up. being terrified, do you think it's because of like they had qualities that you didn't like, or was it not the right person? Like one thing attracted you in the beginning, but as the thing progressed, you realized you ignored all the red signs. Was that like? I think I'm terrified because in in the situation that I just got out of, they were literally the perfect person. Like they had totally changed. They were present in the relationship. Like if I needed anything, like physically, emotionally, like they were there and they were literally the perfect person until 
you know what happens girls we get our intuition and i listen to my intuition and my intuition said to look at that phone and that phone told me everything i needed to know i didn't need closure i didn't ask any questions i, I didn't do any of that i just was like okay cool thanks bye and i think i'm scared that i'm going to encounter someone else that's gonna put a mask on and I never know if they're actually being their true selves. So that's why I'm afraid because I'm I'm just scared I'm gonna meet another magician and I'm gonna end up getting my heart broken again. Straight up. Yeah. So what do you what did you look for when you wanted to find your husband? Like what were you what would you say you were looking for? Or if you want to talk from a single person's perspective, what were you? What do you look for when you're looking for a mate? Um, someone that's understanding. As isn't so weird because I got married when I was 21. Right, so that's young. At my 21 year old mindset is different than me being the 25 year old and the things I've been through and the things I've had to deal with. Like your mindset is different. So at 21. Like that toxic stuff, it was fun. The mm. arguing, the blocking each other, sending emails and shit. <laughs> like just, blo- it was fun. It was entertaining. It was, oh, this is exciting. This person care if I don't block them on all of this and they still try to reach out to me. Ooh. It was fun. Like, yeah, back then, yeah. But now as I got older, it's like, okay, we got to mature. We got to figure out. And as we got older, I was like, okay, we gotta figure out how do we connect as more mature adults? So it's like, now I look for like, okay, if we're gonna be together, we both need to be understanding. We both need to understand like, hey, like this is it. You get it together or get out. Um, Patience and I don't know, like, Understanding and patience and consistency, those are my top consistency three. Consistency is big. Especially consistency, because sometimes I'm not consistent. I will oh. admit that. And forgiveness. And <laughs> it's a lot of things. Like, you don't think about it until certain situations happen. So, you know. What about you? Um, what do I look for in a... What do I look for in a mate? I look for someone who's honest. I want somebody who is going to tell me the honest truth. Like if if I cook some dinner and it's not good, you need to tell me that my food is not good. Like I oh, listen, I can cook, but you need to tell I want you to tell me if it's nasty or like if I say like that I want to I don't know that I just want somebody that's gonna tell me the honest truth. Like if you're if you feeling like, hey Leah, like I'm not feeling this or we need to change something, like tell me, like communicate. So I guess it also goes with communication, but honestly, I just want honesty. Like if you wake up one day and you're like, hey, I don't wanna be with you no more, let me know because we're too old and I don't have time to keep playing around like at all because my time is precious and I just want honesty. Um, Other than that, I want someone who's understanding as well because as an entrepreneur, my time is limited. 
And my downtime is the time where I just want to relax and spend time with that person. And I need you to understand that sometimes, like, let's say if you're on break at your job and I don't have time to talk, I need you to understand that I'm working. Like, I'm not out here playing the field. I'm not out here, like, playing games or doing other stuff. Like, I'm just working. Like, so I need you to understand also that sometimes work might come home. And sometimes it might be seven eight nine o'clock and my phone might ring and i have to answer the phone and i need you to understand that that's just what it is i also need somebody that's gonna understand that i'm not perfect and i know i'm not perfect and i need them to understand that i'm gonna make mistakes like it's gonna happen and i also want someone who's compassionate because a lot of people that i've come in contact with lack compassion and it's not about feeling bad for other people it's just about understanding that other people have feelings and I need you to be compassionate to the people around you and in our relationship like you need to be honest but don't go out your way to hurt my feelings like that's a no-go so I think honesty understanding and someone who's compassionate are probably my top three that I look for in a mate so what would you say is your non-negotiables in a relationship um as I've gotten older my non-negotiable don't give me the silent treatment. Mm. Don't talk. To, don't. I don't like when me and Moses get into arguments and he doesn't want to talk. Like, can we talk about it now because it's going to bother me and I'm going to keep thinking about it. And the more I think about it, I know I'm going to get irritated. So that's one. Um, another would be don't lie to me about what you're doing, where you're going, how you're feeling. Like, be honest because nine times ten, I'm already going to know. Mm-hmm. We've been together for so long. I'm already gonna know something's yeah. off. Because even though y'all been married for three years, how long have y'all been together? Five. Five. So yeah, you definitely know him. Yeah. So it's like, just be 100. Like, and then, I mean, anything that would piss me off to the point where I want to knock you the fuck out. That's a non-negotiable. They're making you mad. I mean, you can make me mad, but don't get me to the level of like. Where it goes from I'm angry now to now you're doing stuff deliberately ah, okay. to take me and set me overboard. Got you. Because then I don't want to fight. Man. We don't. No violence, guys. No violence. <laughs> no domestic violence. No, I'm not about the. That's another talk. We are not about the domestic violence. That's not even funny. But I feel that 100%. Yeah. What about you? A liar. A liar. I can't stand a liar. I can't stand a liar. Something about me that, you know, people, I guess, that's listening should know is that I have discernment. And so I know when I'm being lied to, usually immediately. So lying to me is the best way to get cut off, period. So if you're looking for a way to get out of the relationship, all you gotta do is lie to me and then I'm gonna be gone. I can't, I just feel like lying to me is just so disrespectful because I'm such an easygoing person that if you told me the truth, we would be good. Like you, you don't have to waste your time lying to me. So someone lying to me is, that's just, I'm not negotiating with that. I'm not dealing with that. I'm not, we're not talking through that. Like I'm, I'm out, I'm out period. Um, another non-negotiable is a thief. Like, and it's not even about stealing. I've never been in a relationship where I felt like somebody stole money from me or anything like that. Woo, say it again. About time. 
You stealing my time? You don't get to steal years from me, baby. Like, I'm 25. Y'all not stealing not another second. Let me say that again. You not stealing not another second over here, okay? Like, like at all. So you stealing my time or you stealing my love or you stealing my energy. Like, we, we can box. Like, I'm not finna fight no guy. Like, that's, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, like, you stealing from me, that's that's just, I'm, I'm not even negotiating with that. And as of now, and I don't know, maybe God will change my heart, but I really can't see myself dating somebody with kids. Unless, I can't even say it unless because I, it's just, it's more than, it is, it is not about the fact that you have a child. It has nothing to do with this innocent child that was born. It has nothing to do with anything. It has everything to do with unresolved situationships that came from that child. So if you and your child's mother have been good for a long time and there's no residue of the past or whatever, then maybe, but God would really have to put that on my heart to tell me that Leah, this is your husband and this is your path and I'm gonna give you the tools to get through this relationship. That's the only way I could see it because right now, y'all don't know how to cut the baby mamas off, like periods. So I'ma just say it, that's just what it is. Y'all wanna have y'all baby mama and then still have a girlfriend. And I'm too amazing of a person to, to share. Like I'm just not, it's not happening. So speaking of that and what you don't want and what you do want, what would you say is your love language? Um, For the longest time, like I've tried it. The love language, the book and the test is... Mine is do you feel like it's real? Been, like, do you feel like it was accurate when you took the test? Yeah. Okay. Mine has always been words of affirmation. Like, I guess with that. I appreciate you, Lily. Yes. I don't know. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, mine has always been that, and I guess even with me being a Leo, like when you read up on how Leos are, even though they seem to be like king of the jungle, like, yeah, king of the jungle. Yeah, yeah, because they're um, lying. Yeah. Like, you know, always in charge, they still want to feel validated. And we'll never say it. And so that's manifested over into my love life. Like, I know you love me, but can you say it? Can you act like it? Can you do things to show me that you love me? Like, that's always been my thing because I like to hear it. Yeah. And I like to feel it. Do you need to hear it every day? Or do you um, need to hear it when you like do certain things? Or like, is it like, oh thank you for going to get the remote for me from over there or is it bigger than that and it's like oh i i really appreciate you lanier and everything that you do and like you hear that maybe like a couple times a week or like what is it it's weird i would say like although it the main thing is words of affirmation it's also acts of service too mm. so like it's kind of like meshed in together like i don't need you to tell me every day oh thank you so much for being you and but i love I you every like, day is nice <laughs> but no like for real I like to hear it not every day but at least a few times out the week like if you think tell me you're thinking about me when you're at work yeah it's like little stuff like don't be y'all not gonna do this off camera okay <laughs> don't, don't, 
don't pretend like I don't exist throughout the day. Cause Ooh. then, like, that's my thing. Like, I'm big off of vibes. But what like, if they're busy? Cause like, I'm the type of person I'm, I'm not gonna have time to text you that I think. And I make time. Oh, oh! You make time for things that you want. So. Oh, that's real. I don't care if you got all this stuff going on at that's work. Real. You can text your significant other and be like, hey, I was just thinking that's about real. you. I'm busy Especially right now. Especially if you got an Apple Watch. Ooh. Exactly. And I got one. Exactly. Ooh, I'm a bad. Ooh, I'm bad Because, <laughs> granted, like, y'all, I'm a special ed teacher. I have IPs. I got kids. Like, I teach low kids. And he's an administrator so, like, in the like, I have stuff to do all day, but I still make time to text and be like, how's your day going? How are you? Are you okay? Okay, smooth to the two seconds. Okay. Hey, guys, no off camera. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean... You, you right, know, though. You right. Y'all right. It's like, people make time for the things that they want to make time for. Oh, That's why I like... Ain't no half stepping in a relationship. Like you know who you want. Don't waste the other person's time. Don't waste your time. Mm, waste the time we did talk about. What is your love language? Well, that little test. Because okay, here's the thing about the love language test. For me, I wanted to press both answers sometimes because like sometimes the question was like, oh, well, do you do you want a hug or do you want a gift? And I'm like, I want a hug. And, and a gift. But when I finished the test, it said that my love language was quality time. And I can agree with that because sometimes I'm like so on the go, on the go, on the go that when I get home, like that quality time is important to me. So that's why I really could never be in a long distance relationship because I need that time because I'm always doing something else. So I need that me and you time. Like, when we're just sitting here and my phone is finally not ringing and we're just hanging out like just me and you um when i was younger my love language when i took the test like maybe like four years ago when i took the test my love language was gifts gift giving and i think that was my love language because growing up i felt like when i got gifts that's when i knew that my parents loved me because my parents weren't big on words of affirmation and stuff like that and they, but they did gift give so that's when I felt like I did feel that's love weird. when I got it it is weird right that's why mine is words of affirmation because you didn't my time. mom literally told me I love you the first time when I was in college like that's literally the first time I heard it like I'm not saying my mom didn't love you I'm, I'm me and my mama we we best friends now but back then she didn't verbally say it but now I would say my love language is quality time. I got a lot of love languages. I say quality time, touch. Like, I need you to touch me. I need you to, like, I'm in the kitchen. I need you to, like, smack my ass. Like, I need that. I, I need it. Like, I need that energy. Like, I need you to be, like, all of all me. Like, I, I need that. Like, yes, Aaliyah, I'm physically here. Like, I need that. And... I feel like I also I feel like I also need quality time because I want to know that you like hanging out with me. Like I'm I'm the type of person where we could be sitting on the couch not doing nothing and not even talking. We just like both just sitting on the couch. The TV is on and we're just chilling. Like I'm cool with that. Like I'm cool with with that. But I also need you, you know, rub my thigh. Like let me know that you find me attractive. Like I need that. that that's I need that. And then words of affirmation. I need to hear I love you. Like, I am the type of person where I need you to say 
that I love you every day. You love me? Love you me. don't love me. <laughs> he be throwing me to the curb, y'all. But I do need to hear that I love you or like, you know, like you my dog. Like I fuck with you. Like I need. <laughs> now for real, I, I mean, you don't gotta say, you don't gotta say I fuck with you every day. Like, cause if we're not at the love stage, you know, don't definitely don't tell me you love me when you don't love me. Cause I'm a no. And then now you lie. And then guess what? That's a non-negotiable now. Never you got broke up. up. And that's sad because you lied. And y'all, yeah, to be real. <sighs> so, really what'd you like, say? I said, I really think that a lot of people don't really take the time to figure out their love language because they're so used to seeing couples on social media. Ooh. They're so used to seeing the ideal relationship, not knowing that homeboy probably beating his girl ass. She probably cheating on him with every Tom, Dick, and Harry. He probably got about four kids on the way that she don't know about. Like, you never know what a person is going Who through. Who are you talking about? Because they are living a life. And so, like, I felt like when me and Moses first got together, like, all my friends, like, I'm so happy for y'all. Y'all, y'all are goals. And I, and it bothered me. Oh, that people call y'all goals? Yeah, it bothered me a little bit. Like, I appreciate it. But we're not goals. Like, we argue all the time. Like, we fight all the time. Like, but fighting is normal, though. No, nah, baby. We was fist fighting. <laughs> oh, that's different. That's different. No violence. No domestic violence, guys. So, it's like, y'all don't know what's going on behind the clothes. Like, and I then they calling y'all goals, but right. they don't know. And so, I was so quiet for a long time about, like, what was going on in my relationship. I kept a lot of stuff to myself. And I, I wrote a book about it. So Check out his book. Amazon. Truth Behind Bagels, Derek R. Brown. Y'all go read it. Thank Check you. It out. Please and thank you because I need that money. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to just head on out. But no, for real, like people fantasize these goals and it'll take the time to like figure out who you are as a person. Figure out what you need from another person before just getting into this relationship because you see somebody who has the same features as somebody on social media and you think, okay, relationships about trips. Relationships about giving me money, about buying matching cars, buying this house, having a baby. But now you're miserable. Like, you gotta grow up at some point and realize that social media shit is fake. People are, I think another thing that people fantasize about is the wedding. Like, so many people, like, it's so, you know how many Instagram pages there are about weddings alone? And it's like, you gotta make sure you're marrying your your mate. Like literally the the match to your rib. Like you, like you gotta go and do the work. Like you gotta, you gotta, like I definitely believe in like marriage counseling and like, and, and I also believe in like, like let's say, you know, when God, you know, shows me who my husband is, you know, when he pop up on the scene. Like I want to have a group of other married couples as a council, no, not to married in real life. <laughs> no, but they see what they did is what what they did that was that I don't want to do is that they they tore each other down. What I'm saying about this group is that if we're having, if let's say me and my husband, we're having an issue that we have a group of people and I, I don't want it to be seven couples, maybe like three other couples that we know and that we're comfortable with. So that way when we're having a, a problem that we can't talk, that we can't 
communicate through um, constructively that they can look at the outside and give us the advice that we need. Not that they're taking one person's side, but that they're helping us hear the other person. Because sometimes, yeah, because sometimes you need a third voice to show you what you're saying because you could be saying something to me, but I'm so worried about what I'm saying that I'm not hearing you or vice versa. So I've always felt like having that good, having a good group of other married couples would be something positive, but it has to be a a group of couples that I'm actually comfortable with, that my husband is comfortable with and that we're cool with. But fantasizing over the wedding is something that has been so big right now on social media and I I don't get it. It's really unhealthy to fantasize after other people. Like, you know, people are now tearing down Cardi B for leaving Offset and I'm just like, you don't know what she went through. You don't know what she tried to work through. Like they were married. Like it's not, they were boyfriend and girlfriend or, you know, we just, we don't know what happened. We don't know what was her last straw. We don't know, but people attack her. Just because she says she don't cook and she clean and she still got a ring. I mean, that's her story. And it didn't work out. But why are we, you know, crucifying her after she said that she was happy and now she's not? Like, that's not right either. But fantasizing fantasizing over one day or one element, like you said, of somebody's marriage is scary. Like you said, your uh, relationship isn't just trips. A relationship isn't just taking pictures on Instagram like a relationship is hard work like every day you're wait like to say that I'm gonna be with somebody for 30 plus years I can only imagine if we had a couple here sitting down with us asking them how did you get through 30 years of waking up to the same face every day they wasn't worried about the trip they're gonna take in January they wasn't worried. They wasn't worried about that. They trying to get through every day. And one thing that I saw, I was watching um, this, uh, the Great American Food Race. I was watching the show and the lady, it was a couple on the American Food Race. And the lady said, what gets me through my marriage, they've been married for 20 years. And she said, what got her through her marriage is all that they, all she focuses on is getting through that day. She doesn't focus on the next day, the next month, the next year. She says, I want to stay married today. And they do whatever they're supposed to do, whatever they got to do to stay married through the day in front. I took that nugget and I'm like, I like that because it's not about next month and next week. It's about how do I get through today? And so, Ladaric, since you know me, I guess I'll give them a little, let them, you know, hear a little personal about me. What do you think that I could do differently the next time that I decide to start dating? And I want I want him to tell me the real, so y'all really getting the exclusive. I mean, it's not really an exclusive because I don't know because we talk. I know, but they don't know, so that's why I say it's exclusive for them because they don't know. And so, what do you think I should do differently? I'm like, nothing. I feel like you I'm try. Perfect. No, I'm not gonna say you perfect for him. I ain't gonna say that, but I will so say. So you don't like, love me because I'm supposed to be perfect. I will say like when you do meet somebody, you kind of like alter everything you got going on for yourself mm. to please them. Mm. Speak on And when you Calm get tired down. of it, it bothers you. And then you start noticing the other little things that bother you and it just mm. becomes something bigger. So I will say like next time when you meet another guy, like be yourself, like don't. Or if I meet a girl, who knows? <laughs> well, 
Um, but whoever you meet, be yourself. Like you ain't gotta alter your goals and your plans to. You think I alter them. myself when I get in a relationship? Like just you think I change? You think I changed my house? I did redecorate my room when he moved, didn't I? You moved to this neighborhood. That's not why I picked this house, though. I swear to God, it's not. I put that on everything I love. That's yeah. not. I was tired of looking at houses. <laughs> and this was the house that I found. No, on everything. I ain't picked no house for no for no neighbors. <laughs> Never that. <laughs> no, I was tired of looking, though. That's what I will say. I mean, other than that, you're perfect. <gasps> Y'all heard it here first, guys. I'm perfect. No, but as a married man, would you change anything? Not about being married, just about the beginning or anything. Would you change anything? Um, I would have liked to have known myself mm. before I got married. Cause one of the hardest things for me is I grew up in my marriage. I had to stop thinking, like, even when you're 20, 21, you're not a kid, but you accept things that you ain't gonna accept years down the road. Mm, you so setting that precedent. Like, yeah, like, I wish I would have known myself, known what I wanted, known what I didn't want, and that would have been the determining factor whether I got married or not. Because then when you're married, it's like, okay, we grew up together, are we gonna grow together? And I think that's like one of the things that he and I struggled with is growing together. Like we both grew up. So now we're trying to like do the work to figure out, okay, who are you now as a person? Mm. And that's like one of our hard areas. But that might happen it's again, like, you know, when you turn 30. And like everyone's gonna change, you know? That's Cause true. one of my best friends, one of my really good friends, Deja, she's actually here, is she dropped that you gotta not accountability. What was the word she used? Adaptability. You got to be able to adapt because everybody's going to change. That's true. That's true. And guys, we're going to take a quick break. So before the break, we were talking about being accountable and adaptable in relationships. Um, one thing I will say, like as far as like with the bagel situation, like my grandparents have been married for like 40, 47 years. Ooh, that's and a lifetime. It's like you see couples like that, but then you have to think about like people want that, but people don't understand the work that you had to put in to get to that. But I will also say like, that's not a healthy view to look at too, because you don't know what that couple had to deal with. Okay, 47 like, years. A lot of people, like my grandma always says like, couples these days, they just ready to walk away if anything goes bad. And I'll say that because- Let me write that down. Back then, a lot of people didn't have that option to just pick up and move when shit didn't go right. So now people have options. People like, I know what I'm gonna do with I know what I'm not gonna do with like, you're not finna come to me half-stepping, talking to me crazy, 
because now I'm a lead. Like I'm not my grandma. I'm not my mom. I'm not going to stay with you just because we have history. We have kids. We've been together for this amount of time. Like it's not the same anymore. We a lot of people have options on what they can do in their life. So it's just like you got to kind of find a situation that works best for you. Like it may look crazy to somebody else, but what works best for you is all that matters. Because you got to mind your business and drink your water every day. Because that's the biggest thing. Like if you don't know what's going on in my house, you can't tell me how my house is supposed to run. But at the same time, if I come to you for advice, I can't be mad at your response because I've opened the doors to my house to your response True. at the same time. So because of what you said, how do you know when to leave? Because I feel like it's on a, it's on a person to person situation. Like, you know how much you can take. And I always tell people that you decide how people treat you. That's on you. Right. Somebody can't, no one can do anything to you that you don't allow. That's true. Because when you say no, then that's no. And if you say no, you have to back up that no. Because I saw um, one time on episode of Tamar events, Tamar was like, don't ask a question if you're not going to back it up with the response. Like if you want to know if your man is cheating, then what, what are you going to do when you get that information? Are you going to stay? Then why ask? I saw, I saw that episode where she was like, Mama always said. I mean, that's I mean that's real because if you're going to cheat, you ain't going to do nothing about it. Let your man cheat in peace. Hello? I mean, if you're not going to leave, then don't don't hurt your own feelings. When you, But I'm just saying, if you're going to stay, then don't even ask. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, just, just be happy living in your bubble. But you have to be prepared. If you're going to, you like I said, you decide how somebody treats you, whether that's a relationship, a friendship, uh, a relationship, a co-worker, any relationship, you decide how somebody treats you. And you have to make sure that you respect your own boundaries. That's the biggest thing that I've learned by being single is that I have to set my boundaries and I have to respect my boundaries. Right. So if I say that I'm not doing something, that I'm not doing something like, I'll tell y'all a little bit, give y'all a little insight. Since I've become single, I've decided that I'm going to be celibate. So for me, that means I'm not doing anything, any sexual favors. You're not touching me. I'm not touching you until we sign the dotted line, jump the broom, and now we're married and my name has changed. And because of that, that means that it's certain things that I'm not going to do because I'm not going to disrespect myself because I've already decided that this is what I'm, this is my journey. This is what I'm doing. Right. And if I meet somebody and we get to that point in our relationship and now I'm telling you this and you decide, hey, well, I feel like you should still touch me a certain way, then I need to go ahead and exit stage left because I've already decided what I'm doing. Now, if I compromise and do that, now I'm showing them that my word means nothing. And now they know how to treat me moving forward because they don't have to respect anything I say. Right. So I feel like that's the biggest thing like, you know, when when knowing when to leave is you have to respect your word and also respect your boundaries. I don't feel like there's a manual of how to be in a relationship. You just have to figure out what you want from a relationship and move forward from there. Okay, we have a question. What does it say? Do y'all believe 
in other forms of relationships. What do you mean like friendships, like coworkers? Like what do you mean brothers? like open relationships? I'm definitely not with that. I'm too crazy. Not crazy like I'm gonna be kicking down your door and smacking your chick, but like I'm not sharing. So I feel like I'm enough woman for somebody to be happy. So you'd have to give us some more information on that. Jamaris. So I do have a question for you, Ladari. What's up? So when I ended my last relationship, I was told verbatim that I'm a man. He said that I'm too independent and that I'm basically a man. Like he literally said, I'm basically a man because I'm independent. And I don't really know how to take that moving forward with dating. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I emasculate anyone that I'm dating. So I don't know how to move forward with that information. Like, because I don't need you financially, I'm a man. I don't. One thing I, I will don't know. say. I feel like that says more about them than me, but does. you tell me. Whether people realize it or not, their parents influence how they view people in their mm. relationships. So like, if you have a mother who always depends on a man, who pretty much can't survive if she ain't got no man to take care of her, then you're gonna view any dependent woman as a man mm. because they don't need you. If that person can't accept the fact that you can match them and more, then it's like, okay, they're afraid of you. They're afraid that at any given moment, you can get tired of their shit and be like, I'm done. I can do this by myself. I don't need you here or not. So is it their fear of being alone? Yeah, it's their fear of not being needed. Like people uh... want to be needed. But the thing is people, you should realize that you want to be wanted. Mm. Nobody needs you. Like, That's a word. Nobody has to like, I need you. I need you. People want to hear that, but I don't, don't nobody need nobody. They want you in their life. So it's like, if he thinks you're a man, then it was like, okay, so what are you? Because if you can't be comfortable with the fact that your girl got it and she could take care of herself, like, what? Like, you should be happy you got a That's boss chick. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm thinking that a man wants a woman that has her own money, that doesn't call you for every little thing. Like, I'm thinking, like... That's what that's what a man wants. So then that's when I was like, okay, you not a man, you a boy, and you don't realize that you had a woman. You know what I'm saying? But I've been told that more than once. Like I've been told that literally, I wanna say, in almost every relationship I've been in, I've been told that I'm too independent. And I'm like, I don't know how to navigate with that information. He said polyamorous, multiple wives, swingers, that type of stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm not in the sharing game. So what about you? Um, my mama listens, so I'm not gonna answer that question. Sorry, Jamaris. Maybe on podcast after dark. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, whatever works for a couple, like that's what I say. If that works for you, do your thing. Clubs, if y'all want to invite somebody else into your bedroom, that's on you. Like, can't nobody make you feel bad about what you do in the privacy of your own home. Like, or if you do it in public, like Will and Jada, that's y'all business. Entanglements on top of entanglements. But it's it's like. <laughs> It's just, you gotta do what works for you. 
That's all. I don't know how people do it. Like, how do you know? How do you cut off the second relationship to make sure that you're devoting what you need to to the first? Like, how do you balance? I don't know. Maybe we'd have to bring somebody on. Jamaris? If you're practicing one of those relationships, we'd love to bring you on our next episode that we talk about those different kind of relationships. If you're not, then okay. But if you are, we'd love to have. Go ahead, Mr. Brown. Yes, they can. So bad. Okay, come on, Mr. Brown. Go ahead. So, um, I'm Moses, you guys. I'm on the I'm on the side. But from what I've learned through one of my siblings, okay, that me and Dad both know very well. I hope you know your sibling. Right. <laughs> if it's my sibling in law, <laughs> I, I know that. Right. I hope you would know <laughs> your sibling. So. Which one? My no, no, no. Which kind of relationship? We said a couple. The, Polyamorous, sister um, wives. The entanglement. Oh, entanglement. Okay, yeah, okay. So the open relationship. Yeah. Okay. So okay. you ask, how do you let go of the secondary relationship? No, I'm saying like, I mean, how do you make sure that? Okay, so y'all are married, right? And then let's say this is definitely hypothetical. Let's say when Derek is messing with me on the side. How does he make sure that he makes you? It's not happening. Let's make. How does he make sure that he makes you make sure that you're still the husband and I'm just the thing on the side? Sometimes. So the thing with that, what I've learned from my sibling is that the secondary will always be respectful because they know if they cross the uh, line, they won't have you. But then how do you be respectful? Like you don't call after a certain time, like or, so. Right. There's rules. Right. So I have rules. Right. No, he says the rules. Ah, and I follow the rules. Him. But, but then, what if, if I want more? Then what happens? But if you want more, you want to do because if you mess up his happy home, this main suite or me, you want to talk to him again. But then, how are you? How do you? How are you secure with knowing that he's not going to take this relationship too far? Because he want because he's telling he me, wants to keep you. He's telling you the truth by lying to me to keep me. So, so then, what's the you, point of being with you if he's lying to you? What did Jamara say? What about becoming friends before you date someone? I think that's big. I'm glad you brought that up. I think that is important. You have to be friends. And it's not saying like, I feel like you do need to, I want to be friends with my husband before we're married. Like I want to be able for us to just hang out on a Tuesday at an arcade playing Scrabble. Like we need to be able to be, I need to be able to be like, when I say be friends, like we need to be able to just be cool with nothing else on top of it. I agree. I definitely agree with that. I think because then when we have disagreements, we always have that respect level of we're friends first. Right. And that sets the precedent because when you're just, excuse me, when you're lovers first, then everything you say is going to cut me different. But if I'm your friend, you're not going to cut me too deep because you still respect me as your friend first. But when I'm your lover, it's all emotions. But when I'm your friend, I feel like there's a little bit of logic in there as well. So I definitely agree that before you get into a relationship with someone, 
you need to have a friendship. And then that's how how do you? That's a good question. Let me ask Ladarius because Ladarius and I have been best friends. I don't know how long we've been best friends, but we've been friends for a while. And so, how do you define friendship? Because people use the word friendship just as loosely as they use the word girlfriend and boyfriend and husband and wife. I mean, okay. Uh, I used to use the word friend really loose. Me too. Um, until I went to Fort Valley. Like, the Fort Valley State University. Yes. Um, one of my, like, I have several best friends. And I say they're my best friends because they're all, like, they're, like, siblings to me. And so, Aaliyah is one of my best friends. The best friend. And then Rachel and then Daquan. Like, we call ourselves the final four. So, <laughs> They're like, nice people. Shut up. <laughs> so, like, you know... Daquan always taught me, don't give people too much. And I used to see how he treated people who didn't display friendship. Like, being friends with someone is a mutually beneficial relationship. Like, your friend doing something for you, and you doing something for them. And it's like, you don't think of it as, oh, you gotta pay me back for this, you gotta do this for me, you gotta do that for me, because I did one little thing for you. It's like, you do it just because, like, you care for that person. But it's not on a, I wanna date you, I wanna be in a relationship with you, you wanna have sex with you type of way. It's like, I care for this person deeply. Like, this person is very meaningful to me. And he's always, like, he taught me pretty much, like, you rape people in your life. Like, if they not rape? doing- Yes. Oh, Heather said something else. No, that's not what okay. I said. Just making sure. Okay, okay, okay. Like, he gives people a score. So pretty oh, much, like, out of score. 10, like, he used to do this all the time. He used to be so funny. He used to, like, like, you guys, out of 10. He was like, I'll give you a 10 out of 10. But so-and-so, they're a 3 out of 10, so they're not my real friend. Mm. Like, I can't depend on them like they depend on me. And so that's how I kind of, like, base my friendship. So I'd be like, oh, I'm cool with so-and-so versus me saying that's my friend. That's smart. And I'll be like, oh, my coworker slash friend, if that's my friend, but we also work together. Or if I just say, oh, one of my coworkers that I'm cool with. Like, we cool, but that's about it. Mm. I used to use the friend, the word friend loosely as well. I used to, anybody that we clicked a little bit, oh, that's my friend, that's my friend, that's my friend. And then when I started getting burned by these people, I was like, ooh, maybe they're not my friends. And then my sister and I had a conversation with my stepmom, but I don't use that. So I had a conversation with her and my sister and I, and um, she told us that the word friend is something that someone has to earn. You don't just give that word to somebody. And for me, I equated what now I define as friend to the word best friend. I never called anybody my best friend ever because I felt like if I'm calling you my best friend, you're somebody I can call at any time. Literally, I can call you at one in the morning because I'm stranded and I know you're gonna pick me up. And I say that because this man and his husband has done that for me. So that's why Lederick is my best friend. I have another best friend named Deja and she's my best friend um, because one, she's a female. And then two, because I have been in situations 
where only a woman will understand what I'm going through. And she has been there a hundred percent. And I feel like when I define friends, I'm looking at, I look at, I don't look at time for friendships. I look at loyalty and I take the world, I take the word loyalty probably deeper than any person I've ever met. Because if I'm loyal to you, it's really honestly nothing you could do. It's nothing anyone could tell me. You would have to do something to me for me to for me to stop being your friend. It couldn't be that Joe on the block told me that you did this. No, it would have to be that you treated me bad and now we're not friends anymore. But now I define my I define my friends as people that are loyal that are loyal to me and that are honest to me and that are real to me. And everybody's not my friend. And that's something I had to learn and recognize is that a friend isn't someone you should ever have to question their motives. I should never have to think twice. If I call you my friend, I should never have to think twice. I should know for a fact that no matter what, you're you're my friend. I feel like for me. Because when it comes to the end of the road, like who's going to be there? Who's going to be there when you're not making the money that you were making? Who's going to be there when you can't hang out the way you can hang out? Who's going to understand that your life is changing? Like when you have kids or if your career changes or if you're depressed, who's not going to be upset because you literally can't find the words to text back? Who's not going to be upset about that? Who's going to be able to wear if your marriage or your relationship or anything is going on in your life and you can't talk who's going to understand that who's not going to get upset about that or who when you just need somebody to come over oh i'm getting emotional who when you just need somebody to come over and just sit on the couch and just sit there who's going to show up those are your friends so when you are defining friends i want people to really ask yourself those tough questions and who's going to be there? Because there was a time, I'm going to tell y'all this story. So there was a time I was at LaDerrick and Moses' house. And I was driving. And um, I got to the point where I couldn't drive anymore. So I had been drinking or whatever. And I couldn't drive anymore. So I pulled over. And I parked. And I was safe. I didn't hurt anybody or anything like that. And I parked because I couldn't. I literally, I, could, I had on contacts. And I literally, I just couldn't see anymore. And I had a boyfriend at the time. And before I called my boyfriend, I called LaDerrick because I needed to get home because I knew if I stayed in the parking lot that if a cop came by, I was gonna get arrested because it was cold outside. So I couldn't turn my car off because Aaliyah needed the heat because I was not gonna be in there freezing. And so that was that was also probably messing my eyesight. But anyways, it was, it was what, like 12, one? It was, it was late. Like it was really, 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 really late. And I was so thankful that LaDerrick and Moses came and picked me up in that moment. I think that moment happened maybe like three years ago or two years ago. Or, and that moment changed the way that I define friendship because I, I never, I, I didn't, I felt so bad that I had to call him but I was so thankful that he picked me up. And so two things I learned in that situation was one, that your friends need to be able to be there when you're at your lowest and they don't judge you. Like he literally just got in the car. 
his husband followed us to my house and they drove home. I didn't even give them any gas money. I probably still owe them gas money to this day. And they literally just picked me up, took me home, make sure I was safe. And I was, and I, and that was fine. And the second thing I learned was that raggedy ass dude I was dating wasn't worth nothing because the fact that I called my friends before I called the man that I was sharing a house with, it says a lot. It says a lot. That's all I'm saying. What Jamar said. friend qualities that make someone your friend. What would you say? And we can end on this, the three qualities I mean, that make someone any, a good friend. Like, I don't know. Friendships and relationships go hand in hand because in a way, you date your friend. Like, you got to maintain your friendship by doing some of the similar things you do to maintain a relationship. So, I mean, it's nothing specific. Well, yes, it is. The three things I look for in my friend is like... Yeah, like be a consistent friend. Like talk to me when something is wrong with you because I can't read minds. Like I can feel the vibe is off, but talk to me. If I ask you something, what's going on? Talk to me. I'm not like, I understand now that we are, we're not in college anymore. We we have families, we're married. Like things are going to change. We are not married, you are married. I live alone. (laughs) Depending on our relationship status, (laughs) things change. So like you can't, you know, like you can't go out like you want to. You can't do certain things like you want to with your friends, which is fine. Like, but we can talk, and I'm not expecting to talk to my friends every day because some days I be needing a break. But <laughs> I be feeling that when he need a break, I be like, I be feeling. That. I be like, you need a break. He texts me back. I be like, him and Deja. I be like, a break. <laughs> what is a break? But being consistent is. One you need of to text me good morning. Days. I would say being understanding because if I come to you with whether I'm right or I'm wrong, I need you to tell me that. Don't just take my side all the time. Like, be fair. Like, if you telling me I'm talking to my husband a crazy way, then say that. Don't take my side because I be telling him, I, y'all. It don't Because you do. I be, okay, Mr. Moses. <laughs> um, And then the third thing I would say is just. Being respectful, like, mm. I'm the type of person, like, I have friendship, like, they're all different sexual orientations, things like that, like, just because I'm, like, I consider myself bisexual because I'll fuck with a girl in the heartbeat, but, like, I ain't <laughs> never seen it, you uh, If Rodney still is on, he know what happened in his dorm. I don't think he is, y'all. Uh, um, <laughs> We ain't gonna talk about Fort Valley. But, uh, like, just being respectful of your friends, like, whatever they got going on. Those are my top three. Like, that's all I got. My top three qualities I look in a friend. Someone who's honest. All my friends be telling me when I'm wrong, and I be like, ooh, ooh, who friend are you? No, y'all be telling me sometimes. No, really not you. They should be telling me when I'm wrong, and I don't appreciate that. So I hope she's still here. But she used to tell me when I was wrong all the time, and that's why I'm single, because I don't want Daisy to tell me I'm wrong. Now I'm playing. But I need someone who's honest and who's going to tell me when I'm wrong and going to tell me when my outfit is ugly and that's going to tell me, you know, when I'm when I'm not on my stuff. I need somebody who's going to be accountable, that I can be accountable for you 
and you are going to be accountable of me. So if I tell you that I have a goal, I need you to remind me of that goal. And then the third thing I look in a friend is someone who's understanding as well, because I need somebody that's going to understand that sometimes I don't want to talk and I need somebody that's going to understand that sometimes I need them to give me the real talk. And I think me as a friend, I feel like I feel like I'm an aggressive friend. Like I know I'm a I'm a really aggressive friend. I'm a really annoying friend, and I'm a really honest friend. But I'm gonna love you to the depth, and it's gonna take everything. It's gonna take a lot for you to get rid of me, because I know it's some folks out here who miss my friendship, but it's gone. Period. You think you're a good friend? I think you're a great friend. I think you're a great friend. You check all the boxes. Besides having other best friends, I don't really care for that. But but you just said Deja's other best friend. Don't get. I love Deja. Don't get. <laughs> but you know. I'm a jealous friend, so I mean Deja can't. I don't want Deja to have other best friends either. So I mean, hey, there's equality. <laughs> So we really appreciate y'all tuning in. This live will not be saved, um, but we hope that you all tune in to this podcast. Um, check us out. It'll definitely link will be in our bio and we hope that you tune in next Wednesday at seven o'clock. It won't be this long, hopefully, but hey, if God's willing, then we'll just follow his path. And we hope that you all have a great rest of the week, a prosperous weekend. And we will see y'all next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Bye.